Here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't have a little, some dog toes, but that's okay. A little friggin' Ooh, yeah. Yeah, little nails, nails in the wood. A little nibbling at the shoe. Thank you, Maxi. Um, all right. Okay, we'll get started here. And we're good. All right. Auntie. Hi. How are you? Good. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you. Good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah. Third third inaugural guest on the uh, the podcast. Awesome. I think it's Shady Hill Stories is what we're calling it, but I'm on, I'm on hearts and on the name. Okay. Well, it's what we got for now. It sounded nice. Yeah. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. And it's like an Elliot family podcast, but it's mostly Gentiles and Ryans yep. talking to. So that's all right. Yeah. We're talking to an Elliot. Talking one right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. So welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. How you been? Put a lot of um, effort into this, I see. A moderate amount. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's a good Christmas gift. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. You can keep it for however long you want. You can listen to I'm proud of you. you good. Yeah. So, uh, we talked today. We did a little walk. I came a little early by accident. Yeah, a nice little two loop dog walk in, mm -hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. We got to get a little little one on one time. I, I met, anticipated coming over here to do the podcast, but that's fine. Worked out. Yep. Timing's not, not yeah. everything today. Nope. Nope. Met Jake's lady, and then we got to do a workout in. Yeah. Do with, uh, I got lucky I came in when you were busy because I thought I might have to go for like a five mile run or something. So. Oh, well, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, and you did get pasta or meatballs. Pasta and meatballs. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. They may have not been papas, but no, but they're still delicious. Yeah, good, good meal, good, good. sauce. Glad you're home. Yeah, could be back for a couple of days at least. I'm glad. It's nice to be within uh, striking distance now, where I can just pop up. Oh, it's weekends. so much better, isn't it? Having to take a flight, just drive. Yeah, quick eight hours. I used to drive down there once a month. Down to Virginia? DC. DC. Yeah. Just for fun? To see Trish. Trish, ROTC. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. We had some good times down there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. I used to have the maps laid out all over the car if this was before GPS. Oh, because you had to have the maps. Yeah. You had to have maps. You didn't know where you were going. Yeah. And you followed the map. You went to AAA, you got a map, and then you followed it down. And it would be all laid all over the front seat. Yeah. One time I went with Susan Coffee and she held the map the whole time in her hand like this. I go, you can put the map down. <laughs> and no, I like it. I'm good. We're not going to get lost. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I've never traveled with the map. Yep. You're a little. That's me. I'm old. Thank I you. I map quest when I was a kid. But then that quickly went away. What do you mean? You don't use Waze? No, I use GPS now. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, mean but, a but physical I mean, map? I never, I've never had to use a physical map for travel. Okay, nice yeah. way to make your arm feel old. I know. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I remember going to football games as a kid, and we'd print out, we'd go to MapQuest. MapQuest, you print them out. The printer never worked. Yep. At our house. So that would be like the first piece of drama. No one's house. The printer doesn't work in anyone's house. It's always out of ink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. print three things, and it needs new ink. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd be shotgun front seat trying to tell my mom where to go. Uh during traffic, last minute, 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. on a Saturday. Yeah. It was always a mess. Yeah. I'm happy that's over now. Yeah. And it's just a GPS. It makes it nice and easy. Yeah. Thank you for ways. 
Well, then we used to have the little one that you put on the dashboard. Yeah, and then there was the, the tom-toms and all yep. the little ones they had. Yeah, you put them on the dashboard. Mm -hmm. the dashboard. Then the cars started making more of them. And then now you, now you just put in ways is it because it can tell you the best way for traffic. It's got it in your pocket all the time. I do have one in my car, but you have to keep updating that, so I don't do that as much. No. No. Growing up there, I said, you're not going to have a calculator with you everywhere you go. No. You got to know how to do this. No, I have no. No, you don't. Isn't that funny how it worked out? Yeah. You don't have to know much. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to know much. You, you, know you have much. it all in your pocket. Somebody else puts it all out there for you. Anything you want to know. You're all set. At the end, at the moment's notice, which is funny because I feel like you always had like an aunt or an uncle who just like knew things and you just whatever they said was gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, like me, yeah, to you, yeah, yeah I know. Be like, oh, yeah. no, it's this. You'd be like, no, that's that's it. But that, now you can be like, well, no, it's actually this. And they're like, yeah, sure. I have Jake for that. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, yeah. <laughs> he's the guy, Jake for that. Yeah. yeah, I do. He's good, he's got all the knowledge, he knows more than most of us. Yeah, it's funny too. That was one of Samantha's favorite things about him. It's yeah, funny. Even when he isn't trying to be. Oh, he's funny. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure he's handsome. He's not really. No, no. You have you have great kids. I do. Great kids. Easy. Yeah, yeah they're easy. So you you raised two great kids. I did. Two out of two. You're batting 100. percent I am. Which is great. And I mean, really great kids. They are really easy. I mean, talking to Samantha, I was like, you know, you're partying up at school. She's like, I never really wanted to drink. I never party. Just, you know, do homework and work out. No. It's like, it's great. I offered her a drink in Aruba and she's, nope. Not interested. She was legal, but yeah. she said, I'm not going to drink something if I don't like the taste of it. There you go. I'm not going to argue. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. How do you think, uh, you and uh, Uncle Billy's methodology, maybe it's not the right word, maybe like your parenting philosophy and how you chose to raise them and the things you exposed them to or didn't or decisions you made them make, vice the ones you made or no one does it 100% right, right? Nope. But how do you think um, the way you raised them made them who they are today? Um, maybe 99% good luck some luck and I don't know I think just we were present all the time mm -hmm. favorite thing to do is to hang out together all the time yeah I think we were just present yeah. and a lot of luck again a lot of luck. and a lot of good family to help out too yeah yeah they really did yeah you can you can tell there's a lot of love uh in the family which I think is important yeah just from being around you guys, you know, obviously people are good fight. And I know Samantha and Jake were uh, nuclear growing up. Uh, yeah. That's, that's most people, right? Yeah, uh, not so much now. I mean, they still fight, but not. Right. But regardless of fighting, right, that's that's a byproduct of living yeah. in close proximity to anybody, right? Like you were saying earlier, you know, there's maybe some people you wouldn't want to be neighbors with because you love them too much. Correct. Uh, and I, you know, you have best friends that are really great from a distance, but when you live with them, they kind of, yeah, everyone has different, you know, right. Chemistry. Different things. Yeah. Right. Different chemistry. Right. So how do you, how do you think you fostered, um, like that, that closeness and that bond and that love as a family 
growing up. I mean, I'd like to say it was Billy and I, but I honestly believe a lot of it was luck. But I, I honestly think most of it was just that we were always, I, if, if I was, I don't really want to pat myself on the back because, or Billy, like, because we're just, they're just good kids. We lucked out. But I think that both of us, it wasn't one of us, both of us were always present. Every game, one of us was there driving something. Nothing really ever took precedence over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always try to be pretty open with each other and with the kids. And they always could sit there with us and talk about anything. And we always told them that they'll never get in trouble mm-hmm. if they want to talk about it. Yeah. They get in trouble if they hide it. I have to say I've barely, barely ever had to punish my kids or anything. That's pretty freaking good luck. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm serious. They've, I've never had to punish them. Yeah, I mean, I might have taken something away when they were younger or sure. stuff like that, of course, but right. they've never, Smith has never, I don't think, talked back to me. Ever. Yet. <laughs> yet. And Jake really doesn't talk back to me. He just more um, argue. He's dead. It has to argue his, He's point. his point. Yeah, yeah, but I don't care. He's, He's yeah. Serve him well in other places. Yeah. I always thought he'd be a little bit of a politician anyway. So I was just thinking. Yeah. They told me that when he was like in first and second grade. <laughs> He'd be like a scientist or a politician. Or a po- political science, he always did really well. And yeah. Honestly, I'm lucky. I don't know. I have great nieces and nephews too. I don't know. Just really lucky. We have great family around us. We're just doing our thing. Doing all right. I think they see that we work our butts off. We both work multiple jobs and think they see that. I don't think they always get it, but they see it and I think they respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time together, the four of us. Yeah. It's good. You guys go on trips all the time. Typically we say to them, like, this is for the four of us. If you, and then when they get a little older, we said you can bring someone or whatever, but typically we say, what are we going to do this summer? Like we'd always plan our stuff first. And then if Billy and I want to do something, then we would do it. I I do think that helps too, that Billy and I are pretty happy and that so, right. the kids feel that. They don't feel stressed from that. I'm sure they have at times when we've argued or whatever, but overall they know that we're happy. So I think that takes some tension off of them. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Luck. Luck. Yeah. And you know, things from a outside point of view can look one way and on the inside, maybe they're different, right? Um, True. And that's life. That's like social media in general, right? But um, relatively speaking, outside perspective, like happy family, right? Like good marriage. Like how, yeah. how would you say that uh, you've kind of fostered and you, you kind of spoke to it a little bit by going on trips and keeping them involved and having that open communication at all times and things like that. But uh, And then even between you and Uncle Billy, like keeping a strong marriage uh, yeah. over the past 20 some odd years right? 20? Yeah, a little over 20. Um, how do you think you have been able to, to keep that going, especially with someone uh, as uh, outgoing? Uh, as, as, as Billy? As dynamic. Yeah, as Uncle Billy. As dynamic as he is, he is a family person. He's like a really, listen, he, he drives me crazy sometimes. I drive him crazy. Mm-hmm. He's just a really I could honestly say one of the nice best humans in my life. He's just a good person. He is again, he's gonna drive me crazy sometimes with certain things and vice versa. 
You know, like he can't even put his cup down. I already put it in the sink, you know, <laughs> or in the dishwasher. I wash it. Yeah. He's looking for his cup. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But it, he's just easy. I think we're opposites too. Yeah. In some degree, but some degree we're very similar. So we, we balance each other out good. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We also take time to do stuff with each other a lot. Yeah. You guys go on trips a lot. Yeah, we do. We go to dinner though. We try to make, now the kids are a little older. They're obviously Samantha's in college. Jake's um, a senior and he's driving everywhere and he's busy with hockey and work and doing his thing with his new job and stuff. So we have more time. So we always like first, we don't just make plans with other people. We make them without each other, Mm -hmm. then with other people, but we try to try to do stuff alone too. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly am really lucky. I don't know. I am. I am so lucky yeah. in that sense. It's fortunate, I guess. Yeah. When the kids, when they used to ask what I wanted for my birthday or Christmas or whatever, I said, something the four of us can do. Yeah. Just something the four of us can do. It could have been like playing cards. I'm like, if the four of us can do it, it's, that's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good thought. Yeah. I don't really, I didn't care. Otherwise I don't need fancy stuff, but right. I miss that because Sam's gone. So last night I laid in bed with, both of my kids, I hopped in the bed. They were in the bed watching a Christmas movie. I hopped in. <laughs> yeah, but the, the fact that they're just hanging out there together is important to me. They're both home for the weekend. And all the kids are out partying and everything, and they're sitting there hanging out. Yeah. You know, they, they'll go over and surprise Donnie on their own accord. Like, they, they think of it themselves. So That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Hi, Wally. Yeah, speaking with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with Nani earlier, um, I asked her what she was most proud of. That um, I'm her favorite. Said, I'm sure. Yeah, well, no, yeah. I said I was her favorite grandson. I already know. <laughs> she wouldn't pick favorite kid. But yeah, she said the most proud of her her family, her kids and her grandkids, and the, the family that she's made. Yeah, she should be. 40 years. And so that was the most important thing to her. Yeah. She, she said, you know, it's, if you don't have a dime in the bank, it's fine. It's not about how much money you have. You know, it's about spending your time wisely doing what you love and spend it with people closest to you. It's true. It's like, damn right. It's true. Yeah. Gets lost sometimes though. It's yeah. obvious. It's, but it's sometimes. It, yeah. It bothers me sometimes a lot. Change, but. Yeah. And I talked to Samantha earlier. We talked about uh, some of the favorite family memories that we cherished or traditions that we would carry on. Uh, with our own families and it was having those it was Christmas Eve was one of the main ones is having the whole family come together plus you know the extra mm-hmm. extended family sending cousins random people you find off the street we don't get having everyone come in and, and get together uh, which is nice and trying to continue that as we're in this kind of season of change where the the young are now transitioning to the middle Mm-hmm. The youngest is now a teenager where he used to be. It's crazy. Able to walk everyone's, you know, at, at college uh, or about to be in high school. So, um, definitely, and the, the house is sold. And so now it's just this, this you know, like flux. Uh, but then we'll get back into some sort of rhythm here. I hope so. Yeah. What was, what was Christmas like growing up um, in, in Everett? Awesome. Awesome. We, we didn't have much in the sense of like fancy house or anything like that, but we always were there. 
we'd always sit around. It was very similar to what you've experienced, really. Like we always sat around a lot of food, a lot of gifts. Family came in. We we my mother and father always hosted Christmas Eve. Everyone came to our house. My mother would not even allow us outside the freaking front door. It was like you have to be home until the end of like Christmas night. Then you were free to go do whatever you wanted to do. Like as when we were in high school and stuff, I'm a little bit older, but um, but it was always good. We always sat around. There wasn't like we didn't have like traditions per se. Like we just were always home. Yeah, playing games, whatever you know. And everyone always came to us. That's what you said. Yeah, you guys were like the the vagabond house where everyone would just. I'm telling you, it wasn't fancy, but yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. And we'll just come through. Yeah. And then Christmas, we stayed home. We just kind of like we do now. We never went anywhere. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Starting to change a little bit. A little travel, vacations and things like that. But Yeah. But well, that's why I, I'm still here with my kids. I'm not going anywhere either. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. What was it like growing up uh, as this, the second youngest in the clan over and ever with, with Nani and Papa and, and the whole I think everybody has a little different take on their upbringing, but. Of course. Yeah, that's why I'm asking you. But mine was amazing. Nice. You make of it what you. Listen, I look back, I, I wrote my, I wrote Nani and Papa or a letter before Papa died. And I look back and I remember thinking, God, I was kind of embarrassed because we were so poor. And then I put myself to, through high school. And I'm. You know, they were like, we can't really, we can't really go to private school and blah, blah, And then when I got to private school, like a lot of the kids had a little more money than we did. And I remember being a little bit embarrassed, like if they wanted to come over. And I look back now, I'm like, God, I was so stupid. Cause like I had way more than everybody else in the sense of like, in, not material things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You look, you don't really know what goes on in people's home, houses or whatever. You know, mine was good. Don't get me wrong. There were a lot of problems that happened, but no one's parents are, like you said earlier, marriages are perfect. Mm -hmm. But as far as my upbringing, that's what I'll stick with. Um, it was great. My sisters were a little bit older. It probably different experiences. Yeah. Um, but my brother and I were very... We were with each other a lot. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> we still are. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys do growing up? Oh my God, he's the best. He's the best. I, yeah. I don't know what I would do without him. It makes me, still makes me laugh. Um, What would we do growing up? Honestly, there was so many people on my street. It was different than it is today. You'd knock on the neighbor's door and there's 11 kids next door. That was literally just in the house next door. They had 11 kids. Um. But you go on the street for a pickup basketball game and all of a sudden there's 20 kids on the street. Like everyone's just knocking on everyone's doors and playing Ringle Aereo and kickball and wiffle ball and whatever. Like you just played outside all day. All day. It was crazy. It was like, I mean, you had to stand and hold the antenna on the TV to get reception on the TV. Like the ears would come up. But it was just, it was just fun. It was all day, you know? You, it was just different than it is today. Mm -hmm. You knew every neighbor. I knew every single person of every neighbor's name 
I know their name, their wife's name, or their husband's name, their kid's name, their dog's name, their aunt's name, whoever. Now you just know their dog's names. Always. Now I just know the dog's names. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's, better than us. it's just different. Yeah. It's different. You know, some people's house, you didn't even knock. You just opened the door and went in. Yeah. I can still tell you everyone's names. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And when we talked to her, you said, you know, you were having their high school graduation, uh, rehe not rehearsal, your um, reunion tomorrow. Not even like, yeah, I mean, because they all hung out. They all live right next to each other. So that was. We didn't. Yeah. Because you had. I didn't, though, because mine were all from different cities. Right. Because I, I didn't go to public. And my class is probably the closest. And we're still all, I mean, I graduated Uncle Billy. We didn't date in high school, but um, yeah, we, we, I don't know, we're all still like really connected. Yeah. Growing up in, uh, over there and, you know, you're, you are who you are now, right? Like. If I say Rose Ryan, people are probably like, oh, like Garage Girl Fitness, like does all this stuff, you know, very active in the community, could wake up and run five miles any day of the week, right? Like very fitness oriented, health mm -hmm. oriented, right? Uh, were you always that way or was there like a transition or a moment where you kind of like made that, that transition into? No, I was always the, lifestyle? I was always the heavy kid. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was always made fun of. By everybody, not just in, inside my family and outside my family. I had every name in the book. I remember I walked outside and I had one of those. I was so proud because we didn't have any money and I had a Jordache shirt on. And it had like mane on it, like a horse. And I remember I walked out to play in like a pickup basketball game. And they were like, oh, you look like the horse on your shirt. And I, I was horrible. So I went back into change. I come up like, what'd you change because you're too fat in that shirt? They would like say stuff to me or whatever all the time. It's terrible. Um, but that's all right. Check, if you check back in now, it's a little different. So. Right. Mm. Yeah. But that, that inspired me though. I could have, it could have made me like down and depressed or whatever. And it didn't for me. It's like, I'm going to do something about it. So when you got high school, um, well, I lost 50 pounds in high school In high school you did. Wow. I lost 50 pounds in high school. Yeah, my freshman year in high school. And then I gained a little bit back to senior and then into freshman year in college. Started gaining weight again. You know, a little at a time. Just, I think, I didn't really exercise a lot in high school. I played sports, but I wasn't like dedicated exercise. Freshman year in college, I remember I was getting heavy. And then I left for college break in December of my high school. I'm of college. I'm sorry. And it's like a five week break or something. Yeah, and I came back like 20 pounds less. I had, I went back the first day from Merrimack. I was at Merrimack college at the time. I joined a gym. I was like, I went on a diet. I lost all the weight I put on. And then I never stopped working out after that. I was like hooked. And then I started teaching years later. Caught the bug. I'm like, why don't I just get paid for this? Cut the bug and went, went oh my it. god, I love it! I would it's the best thing I ever did in the whole world. Yeah, it's hard for people to get behind sometimes if they haven't experienced it. Uh, I feel bad for people who don't know it. I, you feel really great after. It's it. It's not. It's not just physical. Totally, it's mental. Yeah. I feel bad for people who don't experience that. Yeah, 
And I, don't, I think it can help in a lot of areas of people's lives. I agree. And I, I don't think it's the magical pill for anxiety and depression necessarily. You can't just throw exercise at it. But I do think that if you use that as a catalyst, like try that first. You know, maybe 100%. Just get outside and, and get some exercise. Yeah. Move your body around a little bit. Yeah. And it's not exercise that takes off weight per se, but it definitely can do all those other yeah, things. Right. Totally. Yeah. So you're able to do basic daily tasks without being out of breath and picture your adrenaline, everything. I think you handle situations better. Listen, I always say all the time, no one ever says, I wish I didn't go to the gym today. Yeah. Nobody, but some people just don't have that drive. They just never let themselves cross that line. It's hard. Yeah. It and is. That's the thing too, is I think there's a, a line you cross where it's uncomfortable with the first probably month or two, but once you like, you stick with it for maybe like six weeks and force yourself to do it, then you kind of go over that hump of like, then you just kind of ride it out. Yeah. It's easy at that point. It's never easy. Best thing I ever did. It makes you want to continue to snowball. It's the best thing I ever did by far. Yeah. It changed my life. I mean, I was a private detective for 30 years and I walked away to do this full time with nutrition, but I was doing pretty well. So, I mean, it's definitely, oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So you were, you graduated from Merrimack. What did you go to Merrimack for again? Well, I went my freshman year and then I was taking all like crazy classes for all this money. So I transferred to Suffolk. Suffolk. So I went undergrad for Suffolk for sociology with the crime law and deviance. And, and then I wanted to get my master's degree in criminal justice and Suffolk didn't have it. I could have went for free. So I graduated from UMass Lowell and I got my, I had like 50% of my MED done too at Suffolk. And then as soon as I graduated from UMass Lowell for my master's degree, Suffolk offered it. The criminal justice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Um, but that's all right. I got to experience UMass, which is good. Yeah. It's old, old news now. It's, yeah. It is. The it's fine. Gone. So. Yeah. I hope you never know. They stick around for decades at this point. So. Yeah. Okay. You don't know. Uh, okay. So you graduated from, did you just go back to back? Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Yep. But then once you graduated from UMass Lowell, what kind of got you into the, the PI deal? Or were you doing that during college as well? No, I was working at Suffolk actually still. No, I went to, I found this little teeny ad in the paper looking for a private investigator. I'm like, this has got to be crap. I had applied for like, oh, I actually got Closest I got was I was going to be a correction officer at Lynn District Court. A court officer. I forget what it was. I think it was a correction officer, but it was at Lynn District Court. I, I still remember the guy's name was Donnie. He ran the, he was the chief probate. Oh, I'm sorry. It was probation. That was a probation officer job. Yep. And he called me and he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, you were my top candidate out of hundreds of people, but I can't, can't hire you because you're white. That's what he told me. So, but you know what? In hindsight, good for me because yeah, yeah. I got it. I was found a better position, so it worked out. But then I went this little article, so I went to Quincy. I went for an interview, and I interviewed with this guy Bob Long, who's uh, state police retired, um, who did a lot of work on like the Whitey Bulger case and everything. So I went worked for him, and I'll never forget. He's like, "All right, I had an interview with him." He goes, "Now go write down about the interview." I'm like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah, I want you to write me." 
I want to see how you write. So I wanted you to tell me what we just discussed in the interview. All right, whatever. So later on, so he hires me like the week later. He's like, you know why I hired you? I'm like, yeah, because I'm really cute. <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, I hired you because you're an athlete and I know you're competitive. I can tell by the way you talk to me. And I'm like, really? So I thought that was kind of a good, kind of a cool take on that. Yeah. So he hired me because of that. He was the toughest boss I ever had in my whole whole business career. He, he was tough, but he was good. He taught me a lot. So that's how I got into it. And then it just kept on going down. Yeah. Yep. Then I went to an office. Then I was a vice president of research in Canton, Econo Group. And then I went to Decision Strategies. And then I went to Markham, which is an accounting firm in Boston. And I started up their investigative division. But then I opened Body Infusion and I just ended up leaving because it was just too much. Yeah. And then Jake got diagnosed with diabetes and it was just a big mess. So I'm like, I just did this full time, but this was the best thing I ever did. And what, what kind of probably gave you that itch? If you can draw the string on it, maybe what gave you the itch to kind of go into the criminal justice flavor of, of jobs is there, is there something that like, back when I graduated? Yeah, something that made you even want to go do it. Like maybe was it something from your sociology or was it? Sociology was, so it was crime law and deviance. So that was what it was. It was like, it was equivalent to like a criminal justice undergrad major. So that's why, um, I don't know. I don't even think I knew what else I wanted to do. Honestly. Yeah. Like who knows at that age, I was, I went to college at 17 because I was an October baby. We didn't go to school like that. So I was a baby. And then I don't know. I just kept going with it at that time though you had to go to college you had to get a master's degree to, to go on in my field you know and, it, and I did and it was great and I didn't I very very did very well with it I still do it sometimes on the side and I can consult and stuff but I don't know I'm just too I work too many hours isn't it? so we'll see <laughs> yeah and and what is what do you do as a PI I mean I worked with you for like very menial tasks like go to the courthouse and yeah record but i mean you could do a plethora of different things right so you can i, I didn't do any domestic all of mine was through either a law firm most of mine was through a law firm whether it was directly or indirectly so i did a lot of med malpractice i did a lot of um like due diligence so if if I don't know, ABC company wants a loan and they go through Bank of America, Bank of America needs to do their due diligence on them before they give them millions of dollars in loans. So I would background like all of their offices, high key execs, making sure they're a good fit for the bank to give them that much money. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah, and I found some weird stuff on people, oh my God. But um, I did that a lot and I did a lot of medical malpractice. So I did the Reggie Lewis case, I worked on that case. That was interesting. Um, I worked on the archdiocese case. That was a big one. And a bunch that you probably don't know the names of, but they were really fascinating. Oh, I worked on a Warner Brothers case. Someone What were did. those cases like? Well, the Warner Brothers one, someone thought um, it was a huge case. Someone actually, it was, a, it was a patent case. Like a guy was trying to, I think he was trying to, Get rich. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Warner Brothers, it was, um, I can't think of the name of their, um, I'm not into like, I don't, I'm not into like cartoons and all that yet. So I don't know the name. But basically, this guy was suing Warner Brothers because he said that was his 
It was his cartoon. You would know it if I said it. I just can't think of it as a little guy. And the guy had a very valid point. So at that point, I had to invest background. Warner Brothers hired us to investigate this guy. Basically, it, it comes. Everything comes down to money. Is are they going to get a million or are they going to get fifty million? Like a lot of cases, med mal. Like the guy would, you know, they would mess up. We always work for the doctor. It's just because I told you, like we the insurance company hires us through or the through the lawyer. Um, but someone would be messed up, and basically they they know they messed up. But is it a matter of is it ruining his life or is it just a small like glitch? But they they made some big big mistakes. Um, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Honestly, I would never get plastic surgery. If no. you Nope. Not unless it's a necessity yeah. or like, you know, something right. I have to get it, but I wouldn't get it. But, um, yeah, a lot of that cases, the rigid, the more the Reggie Lewis case, Michelle, Michelle went into, um, the prostitution rings and stuff. I just did more of the Aaron Brockovich stuff. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. Do you think that, that I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of like you as my mom and being like pulling the string on any, anything that comes up as, as with your private investigator background to just be like, just asking the five whys, you know, be like, well, why? Yeah. Why? I try not to uh, give that away. <laughs> but I always sit facing the door. Yeah. When I go to restaurants and stuff. Yeah. I always do. Yeah. yeah. Carry over to life, but they're good things to, you know. Well, I always know where the exits are when I go into places. Yeah. Yeah. When we were just in Nashville, it was really crowded. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to this level because I can only jump out this high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's, it's sad, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Look at things with Those are the things that are in my mind though. Yeah. Yeah. I know where every exit is. Yeah. Always ready to go. At a moment's notice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Good. So you've always been active, always been doing, um, you know, active while you were doing your, your PI stuff. Have you ever had to like do a stakeout when you're doing Tons. stuff? It's like hanging out. In your oh, I've had a fake. I was different people all the yeah. time. I've had to walk up to random people's doors. I mean, it's just do it. Crazy. Is just there do any story it. like stands out as like some wild thing that happened where you're just like. No, except the guy that was. Handling himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is my stakeout. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God. Oh my God. That was in downtown Boston. That was like on like Newbury, like Newbury street area. Yeah. Um, no, just typical stuff. Yeah. Michelle and I had fun though. Cause we'd have to go into restaurants on the easier stuff and just eat and drink and check out like if they were stealing money and stuff like that. Yeah. But we would have so much fun cause we would be having drinks and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Professionally. Always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And were you teaching at this time too? I know you worked at like Mike's and some other gyms and did like yeah. stuff early morning. Were you doing both at the same time? Always. Yeah. I remember going with you to some gym when I was young. Might have been like workout world. Did I make that up? I might yeah. Make that up. You made that up. Okay. Yeah. There was some like big box gym and you were going to teach something and it was like, there was an issue. I don't remember. It was very, it's a very vague memory. Really? I remember going. Like, I mean, you guys went everywhere with me, so I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I was at a bunch of gyms. Yeah. Always. I was teaching something. Always. Yeah. So what have you taught? Class everything. Class? Like everything. Everything. Else. Everything but yoga. Everything but yoga. Yeah, kickbox, 
bar, Pilates, muscle, spin, TRX, boot camp, you name it. Not yoga though. No. I just really didn't have time to. Yeah. I probably could. I could probably throw out a class though. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I could teach anything. Yeah. Down dog, plank. Listen to, listen to Warrior. Yeah, exactly. I could do that. Yeah. Start throwing it in the mix. I could. I could do it. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. And how did you kind of get into teaching? I know you said like you were to fitness, so you've always kind of like been teaching, but where did you kind of get your foot in the door of like your first gig? Do you remember where it was? Yeah, MG Fitness, where I'm still at. I was there first. Um, the guy that ran up the program, his name was George, but. Um, I just woke up one morning. I'm like, why am I paying to go to the gym? They should pay me. And he, cause he's like, would you want to teach? I'm like, yeah, sure. And that was it. All done. Did you have to get certified? I, I teach way too much. So no, no one teaches as many classes. It's kind of not that smart sometimes. You yeah. do all of your classes, right? Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. I've taken some off now, now that I'm an old lady, but at the cardio bags class that they hit the bags, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I just teach them. Some stuff you have to teach. You have to motivate them. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I taught at your studio for a little bit with like zero experience background. I had no idea what I was doing, but uh, I probably, I don't think I did any of the classes. No. I just stopped. (laughs) They loved you though. And then I was like, oh yeah, because you would talk about you would do your classes for the day and then do this and do that. And you'd be like, you know, getting all these steps. I'm like, oh, but she, she does the class and she teaches it. I was just like, so I don't do them as much because I teach 20-something classes sometimes a week. So And then I run two. So I don't do as much. But I do the majority of them. Yeah. Plus I run. Yeah. I'm probably by like 10 a.m. at 20,000 steps. That's crazy. Maybe 15. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Nope. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then now you're here. Here I am. Go fitness. Here we are. Here I am. At the house. Yep. Got the studio in the basement. Doing great. Awesome. Yep. A lot of personal training, a lot of nutrition, and a lot of classes. And I'm still at MG in Wakefield. So still at MG. For now, yeah. The doors open over there. Yeah, I run that program. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And you opened up Garage Girl in what, 16? No. 17? 17. 17. Yep. I closed my studio in 17 and opened this one at Body Fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Best thing I ever did. Made it through the, the COVID years, through all the crap. Adjusted. Hair? Stuff. Oh, yeah. We were the only wackos out running on the street. The cops were looking at us like, what are these people? There's no one out right now. <laughs> we stayed. We figured we just like, we were together the whole time. So it was fine. It was like Fight Club. It's like underground. I'm like, not going on. That's what, that's what we felt like. Yeah. We were in the field. I'm like, this is like prohibition. Yeah. Except it's, you know, it's 100 years later. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing something positive. You know? Yeah. We're not drinking. Yeah. We should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did. We were in the all the time. Like the cops going to come down the street. We just felt it. But then we were in the parking lot at Walgreens for a while. Doing boot camps because nobody going to touch each other. Yeah. Doing the online deal. I got going for a bit too. Uh, oh, I still do a lot of online. They could open up a lot of stuff for the fitness industry. I was actually doing online before COVID. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. I was. So it was an easy transition for me. So it's all, it's good. My life is good. Good. 
I think that opened up a lot of people to do a lot of things online. But yeah. Really didn't be there in person for. No. Which is nice. It is. Sometimes it's not worth going up to do something where it could have been an email. No, I even feel like though doctor's appointments sometimes, like just do it online unless you have to be there. Right. That's where most of mine happen now is like over the phone. It's like, easier. Checking the box. Yeah. Like, it's about to... I don't know. The traffic's worse than ever. So I don't know where everyone's going, but. Everyone's going everywhere. Yeah. I was with home and this summer we went down to Revere Beach and it was like so different than I remember it. So many people so many different condos, apartments, buildings. It's got some nice ones down there too now. Yeah, nice. It's pretty nice. It's a lot. That's what I say even when I went to Nashville. I've been going to Nashville for like what eight or ten years with Elaine. And it was never like this. It is it was like New York City on New Year's Eve. You couldn't even move them. Like this is I'm next time I'm going going like Monday to Thursday. Yeah. Because everything's still open. It was too crowded. I told you, at some points, I'm like, I I think I got to know how to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to get the itinerary after this for a trip. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. So fun. It's going around New Year's Eve, so maybe go a couple of days before if we can hack it. So it's not too crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Good. So here we are. We got the Garage Girl Fitness going. We got the two kids. Samantha's gone. All the college. Jake's a senior. Figuring it all out. He doesn't have mono anymore. He's ready to play hockey in a couple of weeks. Hope so, yeah. When does the season start? The tryouts are after Thanksgiving. Okay. So Monday. So Monday. Wow. It's coming up quick. Yeah. Does he know what he's going to be trying to do next year and I'll, I'll talk to him after this. Yeah, he's a plumber. Yeah. He's working down the seaport. He's doing great. Yeah, I see that you get the seaport. He's doing amazing. It's awesome. He really is. He's just thriving. Drake. <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, he will. And then he'll run for mayor here once. You don't know. Maybe mayor. he will. I think he will. Yeah. He has, he has all the making of one, so like the guy I wrote about balancing your your life you know balancing your personal life with the demands of the kids and the business and all the other hundred obligations you have how do you find time or how do you find balance I guess I need to work on that a little better because I don't sleep very good no, I really got to work on that. I've been saying that I'll be 80 by the time I figure it out, but um, I I just do the best I can. Yeah. 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 I'm tired a lot of days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I do. I don't sleep great. I go to sleep very easy, but then my mind races. Yeah. That's to race. So I'm not really a good sleeper. Um, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm stressed. A lot on my mind, you know, but whatever, who cares? It's all good. <laughs> I, I really try to travel. That's the only time I feel like I am like totally rested. And do you unplug usually when you travel? Do you kind of like put business? I do. I'm, when you own a business, you can't just shut it off. Right. But I do definitely have gotten. So when I had it, 
out at Body Infusion when I was out of my house, you know, at the studio, it was a little bit different because I was always trying to like come up with the next plan, come up with the next program. I think I've fallen into a position where I'm, I could always make more money. That that would be great, but I'm I have a solid clientele. So I feel like I'm a little more relaxed about that. And they're like unbelievable, the people that come to the garage. When I tell you like unbelievable, they make me go on vacation. Oh, they'll tell me you need to take some time off. Go. Like they, they're just great. Yeah, like so support. I have, I have the best people in my life. Honestly, that's how I do anything. My family, like you guys and I, my circles are amazing. I'm just lucky. Yeah. Your circle has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I do try now to go to bed earlier. I try to like, I don't, I don't go out during the week very rarely unless there's something going on because I'm usually working anyway. I work kind of late Monday through Wednesday, but I work long days, so I really don't go out during the week. But other than that, I, so even if I can't sleep, I try to stay in bed, just try to like rest my body Yeah, a little bit, but. But like I go on vacation. That's how I love it. Reset you a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't have to be any of my fancy. Yeah. Go to Lynn. Kind of Lynn. Yeah, yeah, go back to Lynn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I'm afraid to go to New Hampshire. Whatever. I just I like to get away. How do you decide where you go on vacation? Is the like Oh, as Billy would say, the decision is not when we're going on vacation. Like he's like, You always want to go on vacation. <laughs> I, I I go anywhere. I've always been like that since yeah. I was a kid. I thrive on going away what's the next trip <sighs> sunday morning i'm going to lido beach yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm going to lido beach till wednesday and then i am waiting for samantha's softball schedule and i will be down in the south probably three times february march nice. and then hoping to go on a cruise with you guys summer. in the summer mm -hmm. yeah but Italy's on my agenda. That's next. Definitely. Jake wants to go with me too. So. Yeah. Maybe next fall. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Tomorrow's not promised. I've seen too much. Yeah. Okay, take the trip. Take the trip. It's, it's true though. It is. Yeah, we'll have to iron out that stuff. But... Yep. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's a good... Um... A good point too is like tomorrow is is not promised and just you know you can get sick anytime or um. I gotta say so one thing Papa taught me right like so I've noticed this is probably my pet peeve and I'm good on saying this when people are going through rough times people will come help you right like everyone reaches out I'm sorry you know what can I do for you but when you're happy not all people but I see a lot like when you're happy or things are going really good people are like wow she gets she does a lot or must be nice i see that a lot and i'm not a fan of that i feel like if i see you doing great things and you're happy there's more reason that makes me happy i like when i see people doing that doesn't mean i'm not gonna help you if you're not happy and don't misunderstand but that that's probably who i am I love when people say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, or I'm going here, good, go. And that I think I got from my dad, because he always was like that. Because I would be like, I'm going, I feel guilty, I'm going for coffee on Saturday after class. He's like, own it. 
used to tell me that because the kids were little, you know, and I feel bad because Billy would be here with them in the morning. And I'm like, technically I was working. I was just going to get coffee. And Billy never cared. He's always supportive like that. Always. But I would be like, dad, I feel so guilty. You know, and he's like, but own it. That's your time. Take the time and go. Like, uh, you know, do what you're going to do. Like, if, you know, you, I'm not asking anyone to pay for my trip. I'm not asking anybody to pay for my bills. So when people do good things, are happy. I think more people should just be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like push them to do that. Go. Cause tomorrow's not promised. And I, you, you, you see a lot as you live. And I think that that's really important. And I know that if I go away with Billy or my kids, I'm a hundred percent in. It's, it's more fun. I mean, I'm a little neat freak in the hotel and all that. I get it, but I get a little, I, we all have our own quirks, but, um, but no, I think you can have more fun and it's more relaxing. And uh, someone offers me to go somewhere. I'm 90. Unless I can't really go. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'll figure out. And I think that I love that when I see you traveling or I see the other kids traveling or, you know, my, my siblings or anyone. Auntie Mickey went up to New Hampshire this weekend, you know, aside from not being able to see her on Thanksgiving, I was really happy to hear that she did that kind of get out of her zone and, went up there that made me happy um so that's my motto i think everybody should push people to do more and be happy for them when they're doing good things not just worry about them when they're not doing good things push them push them towards the positive yeah take take keys from people who do great things and are happy and good for them Mm -hmm. and i think papa always said that good for them and most of the time, it's just a decision to go. The logistics work themselves out. But it's just like, listen, you know how much crap you hear about that happens to people? And it's like, could be anybody, like, and it could be whenever. And it's just, it's sad. And you, what, what good is it if you, you, you know, I mean, I'm not going to die with leaving money anywhere, anyways, or live leaving money because I'm not going to, I've never had a lot of money, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I've lived a good life. Like, I have. I've tried travel. I do stuff that I want to do. You know, I go to dinner with Billy, you know, we're always, you know, you, but you, I mean, you have to have a good foundation. You have to pay your bills. You have to do the right thing. I'm not saying that, but live, live. It's cliche, but you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. Throw away. You got it. Go, go, go. If I could say anything to you at 29 years old, go, go have fun, be safe, but have fun. You know, it's true and it's cliche, I know, but it's, I feel that way. I do. That's good advice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, you know, not to veer too much, but, you know, we have some examples of that in, in front of us in our lives, which are like not, it's not good, right? It's not a blessing in any way, but it, it kind of drives home the fact like, hey, you don't know. You, you know, don't you know. Sick, you could be bound to where you can't be traveling around you can't do things on your own that can happen any day you just don't know you gotta live you gotta live i want all my nieces and nephews just to have fun and my kids and you know enjoy life because if you don't right yeah if you're stuck if you're stuck in bills and stuck in bills and work mode yeah and that's why, as much as I, 
back to me and Billy, that kind of brings it full circle. Like as much as he drives me crazy sometimes and I drive him crazy, we balance each other though. Cause I get real him in sometimes and he has on certain things and he has to reel me in on certain things. Cause I'd have 16 books, trips booked <laughs> yeah. in six months. And he's like, oh, we cannot do all that. I'm like, I'm going. He's like, we just can't do all that. We just don't have the means. And I'm like, we'll figure it out. So it's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just me railing him in. He's got to reel you in too. So that's yeah. Like, let's maybe four vacations is okay for the month of February. Four, four yeah. Four. Four. Well, we might. We might be on four because <laughs> Sam's at softball. So I don't know. We'll see where we end up. We didn't get our schedule. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think fitness helps with that too, where you kind of, you can either travel to places for, things you know not necessarily you don't have to but you can go to a marathon and why do you want to boston oh i've done a million of in different places yeah i did i did one in vegas i've done one in um cleveland i've done so many places so much fun and beyond that i've just went to mexico to teach all i had to pay for was me and one adult i paid 700 dollars for the week all-inclusive to teach what do you teach in when you went down there? Pilates. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. At an all-inclusive resort. I My flights were on points. And then I paid, you pay a $700 fee. All-inclusive. So three fifty dollars a present. Wow. That's... How did you get asked to come teach Pilates in Mexico? I can do it anywhere. I'm part of this company that you can travel and go. And we, I've been, I did it in Dominican, too. The reason why I didn't go that much in between those two trips is because the the kids were little. I forget, really. And sometimes I felt like I didn't want to go and have to work. Yeah, that's, that's true. Some of them you do, like, teach in the morning, then at night. And I didn't want to do that because I don't want to teach at night. If I'm on vacation, I don't mind the morning. But I didn't want to, like, have to go back at night. Yeah, no. I have to, on vacation. It takes the buzz off. Yeah. There's a couple of them, though, that you just do mornings. And the one in Mexico is just morning. So it was oh. worth it. No one even showed up. I think two people showed up all week. I just, and it was by the pool. <laughs> so I just sat there. Just waiting. Yeah. Talking to my friends yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Not a bad life to live. No. So I can, and I'll continue to do those. Good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, however they come. Whatever. You can, and you can do half of you know, your classes remote anyway, if you want, if you really wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I was doing that for a while, but I'm like, nah, I'm just going to go on vacation. It's nice to see people in person too. It is. It is. Our face on the screen. Yeah. But yeah, I could do that. So get certified. You can go anywhere you want. Aside from military and regular vacations, you can come with me. Yeah. And sometimes they need two people. There you go. Yeah. Today. All set. All set. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I can do Pilates. I can't really touch my No, head. you can do anything. They have boot camps. They have all kinds of instructors. Um, yeah, I think I'm ready to book a trip. Now you got me all pumped up. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to book a trip. Go. So go. Are you going to Florida next week? Florida. A couple of weeks. Yeah, Cross country trip. Take it from there. Mm -hmm. yeah, supposed to go to Finland. Didn't work out, but Portugal's after Italy for me. Portugal. Yeah. And Ireland. I want to go to Ireland just for a weekend, though. That's enough. Um, I am most excited to watch what what my kids do and where they grow and how they succeed. It's a big transition phase for, uh, for the fam. 
you know, everyone's up and out. Now they're going to become real people and yeah, do real things. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. They're both doing so well too. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm happy for them. They both do. And the secondary cousins too, and see how they all you guys come up. And, and little Sam will be next. Sam. Well, he's yeah. going to high school next year. Yeah. With Theo. I know, so cute. Jenna. We're lucky. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, what would you say of all the all the accolades you have and all the things you have and have done? What would you say you're you're most proud of? My kids. Kids. Yeah. My kids and my husband. The family around you. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I am. Um, when, uh, when Papa passed a few years ago, it's been just about three years now, right? Coming up on it. No, nope, we're past three years. Coming up on four. May of 23. So May was three years. Yep. Coming up on four years. Uh, was there anything you took away from that or anything that he kind of passed on to you or anything? Everything. He was, that's the biggest loss of my entire life. Dead. Yep. He would watch my dogs. He would talk to me on the phone. I got in the car. I talked to Papa. He would watch my kids. He come here and cook. He'd spend time with us all the time. I mean, all the time. He used to drive to investigations with me in other states. He would spend the night there with me. Yeah. That, that that's definitely the biggest loss for me. Um, the hard that's been the hardest thing for me, but him and everything I've had to watch Auntie Gail go through has been really hard for me mm-hmm. personally. But what I've learned from him the most is he, I, he's a you know, Papa wasn't perfect, I know that I, I'm not perfect, but for me, growing up, like as we as we got older and stuff, he was just got better and better, you know, and he was freaking hilarious. So, I don't know. I make a pretty good meatball for someone who doesn't eat meat. <laughs> taught me stuff like that. But I think full circle, he taught me what I said earlier. Right. Live, go. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. Don't hold back. Mm-hmm. He always said that. Yeah. And if you, whenever I said anything to him, I might do this. Oh, yeah, go. You should go. Do it. Go. You should go. Never like, we can't really afford that, or you can't. Yep, go, go. Yeah, it's an important lesson. Yeah, so that's probably what he taught me the most, I think. Just about four years now, talking with Nadia about it earlier, and yes, yeah, you know, it, it was bad timing. Um, it's never good timing, I guess, right? But no, um, as far as not being able to go see him and be around. Oh, it was horrible. He never really got a funeral or a wake or anything either. We couldn't. No. So it sucked, but... Yeah, but... He lives on through all of us. He really does. I take his ashes everywhere with me, drive around with him. So... I used to think it was so disgusting when people would tell me that. I'm like, what? Now now he's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Hawaii. He's hanging out. He's everywhere. He's in the sauce. He's in the meatballs. 
we put the ashes in Saratoga during COVID. We came back the next day. We put them all in the flowers in the front. Came back the next day, all the flowers were dead. We didn't tell you that? Ask Samantha and Jake about that one. Yeah, and Billy. We were all four of us. You know, they had those huge flower beds in Saratoga at the track. Yeah, yeah. Before you go in, like, I mean, they're beautiful. So we spread his ashes out there, and then we came back, drove by the next day, all the flowers were dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was no florist type of guy anyway. You know? Yeah. yeah. But they he was good in the kitchen. All dead. In the garden. Yeah. All dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it killed him or what I had to. I guess. Yeah. It's funny though. Yeah. Ask, ask the kids. Mm-hmm. God's truth. It's made it around a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was all through all of us, but. That's really all I got, Auntie. Mm. Well, I'm proud of all my nieces and nephews. And my family. You guys are all amazing. You, you, I'm just so proud of you. I really am. I'm grateful that I've spent so much time with you guys, too, especially when you were younger. Mm-hmm. All of you, Georgie, Frankie, Sam, Sam. Sam, Sam. <laughs> that was a great trip that I just spent with Sam and Sam. And Aruba. That was by the time of our life. Yeah. We had, we had a blast. I think they'd say the same, I hope. Yeah. You did. Oh my God. It was a blast. Yeah. It was fun. hold you guys. You guys were either partying during the day or partying at night. Oh, we're busy. We're busy. We don't get time for talk. No. Only time I get phone calls at like 11 o'clock at night. I was sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, I can't answer this phone call. <laughs> yeah. I was probably sleeping. It was probably Sam and Jake. Yeah, Sam and Jake and Uncle Billy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Those two are out downtown. Oh, my God. They had more stories. Because they had to get little Sam in. They said yeah, sure. he was little people. Yeah. So that why he was so short, because he was yeah. 21. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <their chemicals? laughs> uh, thank you, John. Yeah. yeah I love you. Down. Love you, too. All, All right. There I am. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Sounds, well, I don't know. Sounds good. Figure it out. Sounds good.